0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just do it.
1: Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Do yourself a favor, whether you're an Andrew Dice Clay fan or not, do yourself a favor and Google Andrew Dice Clay CNN. And you will, I mean, I can't stop laughing every time I watch that. It's one of the more uh, funny interviews gone wrong that there could possibly be. And I can't wait. I totally forgot about that, that I mentioned Dice. That's coming up. Jeez, Before you know it. That is December. I just want to make sure. Yeah, December 4th, 8 p.m. Somewhere on Long Island. I don't even know where it is. Grew up on the Dice Man. Anyway, we'll reset a little bit here. We got the perfect parlay coming up at 340, where Fleegs, Marco, and myself will pick a perfect parlay for you. And we're going to have a little contest that'll go throughout the end of the year, through the Super Bowl, maybe even have some fun with that, but... Points-based system. I'll explain the rules once again before we do it. But anyway, that'll be our picks on this Football Friday. Started the show talking about the Jets and their big game in New England. How important it is for Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, and the organization. Giants, a important game. Giants have an important game at home against the Lions. In a game that kind of sets the rest of the year up. If they lose this, things could go wrong quickly. If they win this, they're set up nicely ahead of four division games where you expect... That's going to be a tough stretch. At Dallas, Thanksgiving, Washington, Philadelphia, and then at Washington again. Obviously, they close on the road in Philadelphia for the final division game, but the Giants, who've only played one division game to date, that's been the one issue where you look at what they've done. Yeah, 7-2 and two is great. Zero division wins. Now, they've only played one game, and they lost to the Cowboys at home, and the Cowboys had a backup quarterback, but the Giants have to win division games. But before we get there they got to take care of the Lions
2: on Sunday.
1: 877-337-6666. Bob is calling from Bayside. Good morning,
2: Bob. Yeah, Before I get to my video, just staying with Dice, I can't say it on the air, but just check out his Hickory Dickory Doc Rhymes. Well, of course, I'm familiar with it. I mean, Uh, all the nursery
1: rhymes. Yeah, all the nursery rhymes. Bob, who would have thought, Bob, that you were an Andrew Dice Clay guy? I love it. Well,
2: come on. Sal, I've been around a long time. And check out as Jack and Jill go up the hill. Hi, Bob, I know them all. I know them Uh, all. You know everyone. And by the way, uh, you want to talk about selling out. The hottest comedian right now, every Italian-American. Yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco. This guy, Sebastian. I just saw him at Borgata in AC last week. How was he? Good? He he brought the house down, believe me. What's Uh, his last name? Maniscalco? Maniscalco.
1: Maniscalco. Yeah. Yeah. At
2: first, first I didn't like him.
1: And I don't know if it's just because I... Am loyal to Dice, and maybe there was an envy thing. Who was the other? Who, who was that popular comedian years ago? Dane Cook, maybe, where he was selling out. I never really liked him, although I like that stupid movie that he did. They, they,
3: they a said lot good. of comedians will sell out now. Bill Burr can do the garden. Chris Rock, Louis C.K. Before or, we found out
1: stuff about him, I never liked Dane Cook. His comedy. He was in a movie that I liked with Jessica Simpson, I think it was, where they were like, supposed to be Costco or whatever it was they were working on. Anyway, I didn't like Dane Cook. And then Maniscalco, what is it? Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah, he, he's very hot, right? Yeah. Now. Well, I know that. At first, I was like, eh, and then I started to actually watch his stuff, and he's making me laugh, especially that you know he's yeah. Italian, a little more relatable potentially. So yeah. yeah, I I don't know if I'd go see him, but I wa- I'd watch his specials. He is uh, very funny. Yeah, he
2: talks about his father from Sicily and all that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love that stuff. Let, let me get to my Daniel Jones point again. A few nights ago, you described him. You labeled him as a a game, game man- manager, right? Let me tell you something, Sal. Points when, for paying attention. When, when, when seven out of the nine games, are nip and tuck and comeback games into the fourth quarter and you're winning them, you're more than a game manager. What is he? He's a fourth quarter quarterback, which Eli, which Eli was. That was Eli's quarter. Yeah, he's not He's not as yeah, good as Eli. That's Daniel Jones out in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, no, I'm sorry. the Giants more, have done well. You're more than a game manager when you're winning games now, what's the, the what's quarter? the strength of this Giants team? The strength of the Giants team is obviously uh Saquon. Running the
1: football. Yeah, right, running and the football with Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, look, I don't want to knock Daniel Jones, Bob. You're putting me in a spot where I'm not trying to put him down. He's done a very nice job. He's been a good quarterback. He's been a good leader for this team. He's made big plays when they've had to, to your point in the fourth quarter, all that. But I don't look at him as a guy who's ever going to be the guy that carries the team the way, and look, I'm not, you know, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or, uh, you know, a top guy in this league, Lamar Jackson, any of the top quarterbacks in this league, I'm not going to look, even Dak Prescott. I mean, look in the own division where you have Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts lighting things up with their offense.
2: Daniel Jones,
1: I don't believe, can do that with this Giants team.
2: Sal, as I told you the other night, check, checked, and it's a big sample, 30 games. Dak Prescott is fifteen and fifteen, a five hundred quarterback in the mm-hmm. last thirty games.
1: No, I get it, but I'm not just going based on the record here. I'm just talking about as far as quarterback play, and I think Dak has Brady. done a nice job.
2: And you know, it's a team game. I mean, it, when Brady's receivers dried up in New England, he left. I mean, you know, uh, he, he could. You, you need you need uh, the players, and, and all he's got is Slayton, and he's got this young kid, uh, the fast kid, Juandel uh, Robinson. You are talking about? Right. Right. Yeah. And, right, but but what is a, so? What is
1: your point? Like I, I still don't understand this argument I'm having my with Giants fans is he that you do the
2: job. You you give him Devonte Adams and you give him other people. Give him Cooper Cup. Oh uh, come get, on!
1: No, I don't want to hear about that. I, no, I, I don't. First of all, I don't agree with that logic, Bob. And thank you for the call. Where you just take a receiver and say, "Well, I'll give him this guy and he'll be great." No, it doesn't. It's not how it works. I'd rather the quarterback make the wide receiver great. A quarterback should be able to play with any wide receiver. Now, the Giants aren't working with much. I'll give you that. I understand that. But Daniel Jones shouldn't need, nor should any quarterback, a good quarterback, need a stud receiver. It helps, but good quarterbacks can make some receivers. And anyway, what are we... I mean, it's it's just such a silly argument. What, we're going to get into the, oh, he's not elite? It's foolish. Daniel Jones has strengths. And right now, Brian Dable has maximized those strengths. The Giants have not had to throw the football all that often. Similar, I compare it similarly to what Ryan Tannehill has done with the Titans. Although the Titans are better than the Giants. I mean... Not that they're better coached, but they're, they've are they been much more established. And look, the Giants beat them week one of this year. But the Titans have been an established team, a perennial playoff team in the AFC. They smash mouth football, run the football at you, and Tannehill's been able to make some plays, but minimal. I mean, they don't throw the football all that often. When they do, Tannehill's been okay. I think that's what Daniel Jones is. To me, I look at him as in comparison with Ryan Tannehill. That, to me, is where he would project. And I don't think that's enough. See, it's been an issue where the Titans look great when Derrick Henry's running all over the place, and they're playing solid defense, Vrabel's coaching good games, and then they get into the playoffs, and they're missing that next gear. And part of changing gears or getting to that higher gear is opening things up with the offense. And to do that, you have to have the quarterback that can do it and a quarterback that you trust. Well, the Titans don't have that in Ryan Tannehill. They've won a lot of games. But they've been disappointing in the postseason. And they haven't been able to get to that next gear. And we're just in the beginning of this Giants run with Brian Dable and Daniel Jones now being a competent winning quarterback. Year one, nine games. At some point, they're going to have to get to that next gear. And Daniel Jones is going to have to prove that he can do it. I'm saying I don't believe he can. I think he's going to be like Ryan Tannehill. Well, there are other quarterbacks that I would think could project a higher ceiling. That's all. Dominic is calling from Warwick. What's up, Dominic?
4: Hey, Sal. How you going? How, how you doing, man? Uh, just want to say I'm a big fan. Let's you every night at work. Um, I just want to bring up, I don't know if you touched on it yet, but... Um, the Buffalo game being moved. All right. First of all, I'll say I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, what do you think about this game being moved? Because I feel like, I mean, the best games I can remember going back as a kid are in the snow. And I just, I don't know. Like, what's the difference between 60 or a foot of snow? Why, why is this game being moved, do you think? And do well, you think it's
1: I think it's. Uh, I, think a good it's thing? I think it's. It's an impossible question. Would I like to watch a game being played in the snow? Yes, absolutely, I would. Who wouldn't? I think it makes uh it adds more intrigue. It's so much more fun watching the snow. I don't care if it's a blizzard. It's cool to see them draw the lines and you know in the snow yeah. and get the all all that. However, if it's hazardous and treacherous conditions, what it appears to be, I mean, you're talking about a blizzard, six feet of snow, then there's safety concerns with not only you're talking about the fans that want to go to the game, who I don't even know how they'd be able to get there, but you're not gonna be able to keep people out, but there would be safety. Oh, they'd concerns. Be there in Buffalo. Well, that's what I mean. But then what about the teams? I mean, you're also talking about that. There are there are too many variables that could become messy. I don't know the logistics. I just know that the easier, safer thing to do to make sure there are no issues and make sure the game actually gets played is to move it. Does it is it right, two, is it oh, good? Sorry, is sorry. it good? No, it's not. It's inconvenient. It sucks for everybody. It sucks oh, for the Bills first and fair. foremost,
4: and the fans. I was going to ask you. Do you know how does that work? What about the people that were flying in for the game, or the people that had tickets? How does that work now? I like, mean, do they, they get refund.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they got to go to the airline and and ask for a refund and. You know, with the tickets, and I'm now not Buffalo sure. And Buffalo
4: gets two games in Detroit, so they basically don't have to travel for two weeks. So they're getting helped out here. Well, did or, they decide? They
1: I mean, I, they, yeah. Well, but they're losing a home game. I mean, that's a disadvantage. So- and sure. nobody wants them. They could have been at home and then traveled to Detroit whenever they would for their Thursday game. But now they have to be an extra week. They lose a home game. I don't think this is an advantage for Buffalo. Who the hell wants to be in Detroit? for I, two I was weeks? looking
4: forward to the Snow Bowl, man. Dolphins are on bye week. I was going to be locked into that game, but now they're playing in the I don't really care about them playing in Detroit,
1: though. So. Agreed. I, don't I, know. I agree with that. Although that will be one of the games uh, that I watch. And thanks for the call, Dominic. And thank you for the kind bye, words. I, I appreciate you listening each and every night. We appreciate that. I mean, yeah, it takes away. You want to see a snow game. Football is better in the snow. Matter of fact, when I always play Madden football, now for me, I started with Sega Genesis. I know it's evolved and, you know, wherever the hell we're at, PlayStation 30 or whatever it is now, I gave up after like PlayStation 2, I think. But Sega Genesis, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, anytime I could play, Madden and just like a random game as opposed to an in season game. Snow, baby. Give me that snow. Sliding all over the place. I love it. Even in video games, it's fun with the snow.
3: You must have loved the 2004 version in Madden of Michael Vick that was unstoppable.
1: Yeah, but the problem is you couldn't throw the football. Like I, I couldn't throw it anywhere, but just run all over the place. Kind of like real life. It was, yeah. That might have been one of the final, I think that was it for me. Shortly thereafter, I was done. Who was on the cover of 05? Was that Sean Alexander? Alexander might have been the last I one. I think Alexander was later than that. 07, maybe? Oh, seven. I oh, know was 06 was McNabb. Maybe? Maybe.
3: Oh, 05, I think, was Ray Lewis. Right,
1: so it went Vic, Ray Lewis, McNabb, Alexander. I was probably out in 07 then for good. I think. I don't know what happened. Why stop? Man, maybe you start dating more. and Became an adult.
3: <laughs>
1: People still play it all the time. and I Look, when I'm into it, there was a time where I got back into it. Stephen Howard Beach let me borrow like his PlayStation 3 and then we would play. Uh, you, you know why, Fleek? Same thing as the the picks. Competitiveness, the strategy that goes into it. You get to control it. I just don't like the actual controls. I like the decision making. I hate the fact that I have to hit the button at the right time and, and then it becomes so real. I like the video gamey stuff. I'd rather play Sega Genesis Madden. I have that set up at home with an arcade where I can play all the old games. I don't want the new stuff. Uh, there are adults who spend a ton of time playing Madden.
3: Like, I just, I lost, and I, like, again, if you told me when I was a kid, oh, one day you're going to be sick of this, you're not going to do it again, I would have said, you're crazy, like, right. I'm going to do this forever. I just, at, at some point also, like, the playing against the computer got really old. Like, once you grow up and you start playing against friends, and you like you said, you're having those, you know, fights, you're playing in right. person or online, and you're going up against each other, playing the computer gets very boring.
1: Yeah, I get, and frustrating at times. But it is fun to go against your buddy. You right, adding that. in
3: that Madden's been a glitchy, awful game for almost twenty years now. That just when the most ridiculous nonsense happens, you're like, "All right, I can't." It, do yeah, it. that's
1: what I mean. This is complete crap, and then they made it so real too, where it's I don't know. It's not fun. Video games aren't supposed to be real life. Although I will say some of the gameplay with the NBA in particular is like, oh my God. I, like you're remember, I don't know if you game. were playing by this point, but um, like after
3: the helmet catch and then after Odell had the catch, like every time there's a crazy right. play, they put it in the game. And then it starts happening All the like time. once a game. And you, <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're like get the hell out of well, here the
3: helmet catch is happening once a game when you're playing mad in 2009
1: it's like all right enough you know what i always found funny eddie erickson who i used to work with on the Mike and the Mad dog show and now produces for russo at, uh, at sirius he used to tell me that he plays video games on the easiest level and i was like what fun is that what challenging he's like dude i get frustrated and aggravated enough with life This is where I take out my frustrations. And he just bludgeons the computer on the easiest level. You ever get to the number?
3: Because at least there used to be a number where Madden would stop keeping score. The player stats would still go up, but the scoreboard would stop. Do you Uh, know what that number is? No. It was 255. What? How'd you get there? You play like, and this was, again, uh, against uh, humans with 15-minute quarters. Remember, we would do like five-minute quarters would give you like a regular score. You just keep throwing like Hail Marys against a friend going on, making user catches, and yeah, 255 by the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I always hated, you know, somebody would go for it on fourth and 18 from their own 20. I'm like, dude, come on. This is stupid. Like, let's play the game here. Let's play it out. But people took stuff too far, but a lot of that, like the going
3: for two, going for all the fourth and shorts. Yeah, now it happens. 10, 15 years later, yeah. And a lot of these coaches got it from thinking. You know, towards that way in Madden, well, this just this gives me a better chance to
1: win. And That's why I criticize some of the coaches. I'm saying, you're not playing Madden here. You're playing real-life NFL football. Like, this is, cut it out. Now, that, now I'm getting it to you to play a game. Little John Madden football. Did you play, were you a heavy snow guy, if you had the option? I mean, why not? Weather? Yeah, well, oh, and like, in real life, too. Snow over rain. Oh, 100%.
3: Yeah, rain. Like, when you're playing games in the rain and guys are dropping uh, passes and nothing's happening, like, it's a video game. This is not fun. I'd rather snow in everyday life than rain. And kicking in the snow while it was a you know, oh, disaster, yeah. that was fun on the games because that took actual skill to learn how to do yeah, it. You
1: have to concentrate more. I loved it. I loved the strategy, too. All right, the snow game, you know, run the football, which is why we have fun watching. I- I've used to, a couple times with Columbia, I was broadcasting those games. I remember the snow games, and they were fun, although that's a pain in the neck because I'm not watching it from my couch. I have to get to the game and then get home from the game. But any any game in the snow... Is fun. The strategy, watching it, just the feel, you get that blanket, you cozy up. So yeah, that aspect sucks. But I mean, what are they gonna do? They can't play this game in a blizzard. Six feet I think of the snow. difference
3: is in a blizzard where they're called, what the the name is thunderstorm, which I mean or thunder snow when there's conditions like that, or it's still snowing and there's already a foot of snow on the ground that they kinda have to move and the entire field is white, that's different. And the kind of storm conditions, not just with the snowfall, but with the wind, when it becomes like you said the right word earlier hazardous like that. Yeah, you, you can't do it. There has to be a certain point where they say, all right, we can't
1: do this. It sucks. And look, I don't think it's an advantage, like the last caller said, to to the Bills at all. I mean, you got to be an extra, well, I guess not an extra week, would they have been, when would they have left for Detroit for a Thursday game? They'd probably be home after, you know, the game Sunday. And maybe they'd they probably
3: leave. leave Tuesday or Wednesday right yeah, before, right.
1: like you normally do.
0: All right. So
3: then it's not that. Well, if anything, this move helps the Bills because the last thing you wanted in snowy conditions was for the Browns to be able to run the run football, the football down with Chubb and yeah.
1: Hunt and for the Bills to have to run the football. But they do lose a home game. So, yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe there is a slight advantage. I just hate the idea that they're losing a home game. But either way, uh, without the treacherous conditions in the snow, and because they're going to be in Detroit eh, on Thursday, short week anyway, eh, maybe it does help them out a little bit. Your official station to talk Giants, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakana back on The Fan. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. TGIF. The perfect parlay tournament. Or whatever. We've got to figure out a way to call it. But anyway, we'll give our perfect parlays coming up. Maybe that's just the way to say it. At 340, me, Fleeks and Marco with our little game that we'll play here. You can pick up to four games. Uh two team parlays is worth 10 points. Three team parlays worth 20. Four team is worth 40. We'll you know add it up the total. Uh, at the end of the year, and so you went just for a little fun game, and you guys could play at home, uh, play along at home, and has to include either the Jets or the Giants game, and without the spread, so you could pick. You you don't have to pick the Jets or the Giants in their game, but just whether they will win or lose one of those games. Anyway, I just had the the off-the-air talk with Jimmy in Jersey, Jimmy in Jersey City, and it was even... Now, again, uh, we're good, no beef whatsoever, I like Jimmy. He was a nice guy when I met him personally. Can be frustrating as a caller, as I just told him. But it did not go as well as I thought. You know, again, yesterday we were saying, like my cousin Vinny, if the next words out of your mouth are either guilty or not guilty, I think I get the point. No, I don't think you do. Jimmy starts arguing me about something else that has nothing to do with what we were talking about for the whole week. Now he's saying, oh, I was going to break up a point because you said DeGrom was going to have 300 strikeouts if he was healthy last year. I was like, I never said that. I don't even know what you're, what you're talking about. Never once in my life was I concerned about how many total strikeouts Jacob DeGrom has at the end of the year. I don't care about that stuff, so I know I didn't say it. And then Fleegs, who was here, said that McKeon said it, who was filling in. And I'm telling Jimmy this, and Jimmy's saying, no, you said it. And I said, no, I didn't. You're saying I. I'm telling you. I'm the one who you th- you think said. I'm telling you. I didn't say it, and you're still not believing it. But anyway, we I hope came to an agreement, and maybe we'll pick it back up next week. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Joe is calling from Edison, New Jersey. What's up, Joe?
4: What's going on, Phil?
1: <laughs> well, not much, uh, Joe. What's on your mind?
4: I remember first of all, just I remember my brother playing Madden six minute quarters. The other guy was a rookie. He was an All Madden. He scored. He went. He put up a one twenty five number against the guy with like the Cleveland Browns.
1: I mean, that's ridiculous.
4: Now, how can you play one guy?
1: How can one guy play on All Pro or All Madden, and one guy play on uh, Rookie? Well, one level? guy
4: stunk, and one guy was very good.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying you were actually playing on those levels.
4: No, no, they were. They were playing on those levels. No, but the isn't just... Old Madden. old Madden was the guy who was very good, and the guy who was... Oh, really... you,
1: no, you could change that to each individual? I didn't know that. It, it used to be just the gameplay. I didn't realize that, that you could have, uh, out of two players, one guy could play on a higher level yeah, than the yeah, than yeah. the next. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: Interesting. Um, so, two quick points, two points. First of all, I wanted your opinion on why you think Daniel Jones is not the Giants' career quarterback. Where, where is he Where is he lacking the most?
1: Um, Good question. I would say his decision-making downfield still a potential issue. Now, remember, we haven't seen a lot of Daniel Jones throwing the football down the field. So,
4: lack of big that play. Is, that has partly, partly to do with his receivers, but okay. I, I mean,
1: I guess potentially. But remember, we saw Daniel Jones. This is not the first year we're watching him. He's not a rookie quarterback. It's his, true. It's his first year in this system. So there are things about Jones. He he has a strong arm. I don't think it's accurate. I don't think he throws with a lot of touch. I don't think he makes great decisions all the time. Now, look, quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. We've seen Josh Allen make plenty of mistakes recently. But his inability yeah. to make plays consistently down the field would, I guess, be the way to sum it up at the current moment.
4: Okay, that doesn't mean he won't be a career quarterback, but okay, I hear what you're
1: saying. Well, I never said he's not going to yeah. be a career quarterback. I mean, you're talking about no, being no, – yeah. you mean okay. franchise quarterback?
4: A franchise, maybe more of a franchise, that's true, yeah.
1: Well, is would you consider Ryan Tannehill a franchise quarterback?
4: Absolutely
1: not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. You're, so you're going to say Ryan Tannehill's not, but you you think Daniel Jones is?
4: No, I think Daniel Jones has more of a potential to be, yes.
1: All right, but what about what is right now? I mean, how many years yeah, we got to like wait for Daniel Jones?
4: At the moment, Jones? you're right. At the moment, you're
1: right, yes. That's well, so, that, so to me, that's kind of the comparison is that you look at Ryan Tannehill, they've been able to yeah. win games. But I don't think Ryan Tannehill is good myself, but he is the Titans' franchise quarterback. So by definition, you know Daniel Jones could be the Giants' franchise quarterback. I just don't think he can be a great one that could get them to a higher gear. That would be the way that I would say.
4: Okay, sure enough. Second point. I'm having an interesting argument. I want to know your opinion on the matter. Okay, me and my buddy. So we're arguing with who is a better old time two way player, Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders, two sport player.
1: I mean that's a tough question, Joe. And thank you for the call. A, f- a fun one, yeah. As Fleek says, and I'm biased in this. Now I love Bo Jackson, but Dion was my guy. The way I would say it is, I, I Dion better at football and Bo better at baseball. But assuming health, eh, I don't know, man. Plus, I'm watching that from a kid's perspective. I mean, obviously, I know about it as, as an adult. You get older and whatever, but watching it back then, it was... And you're not watching it the way that you would with the NFL now, where you could see everything now, any highlight, any game, any moment. You know, how often am I watching Dion in the early 90s in... Atlanta. Now, obviously, I've seen him with you know the Cowboys or the Niners. You get older or whatever, and watch him uh, throughout the course of his career. I don't know how great he is. Bo Jackson, unfortunately, gets hurt, so you lose a little bit there. Hmm. Had to pick. If I had to pick one, you know what? Honestly, I'd probably go Bo Jackson, and that's me saying that. And Dion's the reason I became a Falcons fan. I loved Dion. Broke my heart when he came back to the Georgia Dome and was high-stepping in the end zone as a 49er. A 49er of all teams. I like Deion with the Braves. I don't think Deion, though, I I don't remember ever feeling like he was a great baseball player. He was kind of just a baseball player. I remember the impact I felt Bo Jackson had on the baseball field. And you can remember the impact Bo Jackson had on the baseball field, on the football field. So I I'd probably say Bo, even though Dion, you know, like we said, the longevity and the health and all that, and probably better pound for pound at his position, certainly at football. But I would I think I'd side Bo. Great question. I probably got to look up some numbers and some highlights to refresh my memory a little bit. Who would you say, Fleegs? I know you're younger. You have a reference point that you can argue with here. Well, so I didn't see these guys really play live. I mean, I did see Dion play
3: live later on mm-hmm. in his career, but you know the highlights, you know everything from Bo Jackson. And listen, I think the the best player if you're separating them into four players, Dion as football. a football player is the best. Right. Then Bo probably takes spots two and three. Right. But I mean Dion wasn't a bad baseball player by any means. I mean, he has some years where, you know, he didn't he wasn't a power hitter, but good average, good stolen bases. The year he led the league in triple. So like these guys were both exceptional at both sports. It's I get I think I would give the nod if, again if you're asking who's better overall between the two. It's probably Bo, but Dion also like Dion has the one card where he was the best defensive back in the league for a time. This right. is a perfect question to ask Marco because Marco, who just walked in, probably saw
1: these guys play live. Bo or Dion, greater two sport athlete. Bo. Not even a question. I she, not it. even close. Well, well, now hold on a second. Now I said Bo for the record, but Dion was the if you had to say the best. I love the way Fleegs put it. If you're ranking each sport, right? Dion baseball, Dion football, Bo baseball, Bo football, one through four. Dion gets number one with football.
5: Yeah, because he had a longer career, obviously. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he he extended it. Look, Bo would have been. But we we only saw the flash of it. We didn't see how many long years did enough. he play. You have Bo football numbers up there. Yeah, only four. Yeah, it's not right. enough. And he would only play half a year. I mean, he would play the baseball season. He would show up in like week eight. He would get 600, 700 yards rushing and be done for the season. I mean, it was different, yeah, which made, was ridiculous in and of itself.
1: Uh, I Bo was the better baseball player. I don't think he's by any, far. Yeah. That's
5: that's the reason why. Because look, Bo Jackson was an all star. He was a tremendous outfielder. He was a power hitter. Uh, he caught a lot of flack for not hitting enough average, but now wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, but he was good. He was damn good as a baseball player. Dion was speed, a little bit of a glove. Yeah. He slapped ball around. Like, right. he, he wasn't much of a baseball player. And then Bo, when he, I mean, again, who who the hell walks on the field in like week eight? No, tri- no nothing, just basically playing baseball. And he would, you know, go for 150 yards. Right. Uh, he was no, ridiculous. A beast. I know.
1: If I had to pick one, not talking about longevity or just numbers, I think Bo the better athlete. I, I'm, you say no doubt. I yeah, One good both. point Marco brings up, if we had another five, six years
3: of Bo playing football, even though Dion had, again, this moment where he is the best at what he's doing in the defensive backfield, I think if you're able to take Bo's career and at least double it, you're probably saying, ah, because he did it for so long and was, you know, a top guy, maybe not the number one guy, but near that top of the list for so many years, we'd probably give
1: that itch to Bo. Yeah, the fun question, though.
5: I'll put it this way. Bo Jackson has a career, a full career. He's a Hall of Fame football player, and he's a perennial baseball all-star. I won't go so right, far as a Hall, Hall of Famer. Fame,
1: but he's a regular Fame. He's Hall a
5: star. perennial all-star in baseball, and he's a Hall of Fame running back. Right. And- Selling a
6: little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher Online Shop stage podcast all lowercase go to shopifycom podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopifycom podcast.
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds There's joy in every journey.
1: Dion can't come close in baseball because he's not right. even an all star all the years that he played.
5: Right. He, he, again, he, he was a nice player. He just right. wasn't, yeah, he wasn't a dominant player by any stretch. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports, visit superbook.com.
1: This got back on the fan. All right, we're going to try a new segment here. I haven't really done football picks. Eh, it's like, eh, everybody's doing it. Let's figure out a way, though, to, to do it. Add a segment, have some fun. And I love parlays. Who doesn't love a good parlay? Man, I mean, I grew up on them. Come on. Eric Henn and Connect Quad High School passing around that white ticket. That's how he got me addicted. Those little tickets at Circle. I take my lunch money. Mom, you got any lunch money? It's pizza day today. Yeah, you think I'm buying pizza? No way. That stuff is nasty. But I am betting a 16 parlay with that white little ticket. Anyway, so why not come up with the perfect parlay? It'll be me, Fleegs, and Marco picking our perfect parlay. It could be up to four games. It could be minimum two games. So minimum two games, maximum four games. It has to include one of the Jets or Giants, and that game will be picked, win or lose, without a spread. So I want the point is I want to get to somebody picking either the Jets or the Giants, what they're going to do, win or lose, in that weekend's game. And a two-team parlay worth 10 points, three-team parlay worth 20 points, four-team parlay worth 40 points. We'll add it up at the end of the year and see who's the big winner. Anybody prefer uh, to go first or last year? How do you guys want to do this order? Do you care? Fleeks, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first if you want. Uh, Okay, Marco, you want to go first? You got to get out of here or something? No, where am I
3: going? All right, let's go age order. That reminds me that we used to have Harris go first (laughs) or second in the unlocks
1: because he did have to go out and print the script (laughs) and come back for the update. All right, everybody's good here for the next 10 (laughs) minutes or so? All right, so we'll go youngest to oldest. Who's oldest, Marco? You are, right? All
3: right. Fleagues, you go first. All right, so game number one. I love this one. I told you off the other. There was one game I loved, a couple others I had to consider. This game, I love. Superbook has them as a four-point dog. I've seen them in some places as four-and-a-half, five. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home, they looked pretty impressive last week against the Saints. Obviously, the Bengals are a lot better than the Saints, but the Steelers played them tough week one. They won that game. T.J. Watt is back, even without Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know if he'll be back from the appendicitis, but T.J. Watt changes that defense. I think the Steelers can keep this game close. Maybe it's a field goal game. I saw two tweets. One of them, Mike Tomlin, said he's 18-3 and at home as an underdog against the spread, 18-3-3. The other one said 14-4-2. I don't know which one's right. All I know is both are outstanding records, and I'm happy to bet that guy at home getting four points against the Bengals. And I know what they did last year. I still, when you watch that team, what are your biggest takeaways, other than Joey Burrow is amazing, Chase is amazing, who's Mm -hmm. not going to be playing, Zach Taylor is a terrible (laughs) head coach. So Tomlin getting four against Zach Taylor and the Bengals. I'm going to take them. Game number two for me, we talked about this earlier in the week. This line makes no sense. It defies everything pretty much we know about football. This reeks of somebody somewhere knows something. So I'm laying the one and a half points with the Dallas Cowboys in Minnesota. So we know Not now for a football w- reason. We know now
1: it's going to be at least a three-team parlay here for Fliegs, Right. Bypassing the two-teamer. All
3: right. So And it is going to be a three-teamer. Because as much as I was tempted to throw the Texans in as a home dog, because I think Washington's in for a letdown, I backed off. My third one, and I would include this team if we were picking New York Spreads, I would take them and lay the points. Giants' money line. I'm not, I know this could be a trap game. I'm not nearly as high on the Lions as most people around the rest of the league, around the rest of the football-watching world. I just They're a terrible defense. I think the Giants will do more than enough. Maybe I could see a world where the Lions cover the three. The Giants are not losing this game outright, even if it's a nail-biter and Giants fans are stressed out going down to the wire. So I like the Giants' money line. So my three, Steelers plus four. Cowboys minus one and a half Siding with Vegas And the Giants money line Alright
1: Steelers plus four You're keeping track of these right Steelers plus four Cal- Somebody's got to keep track of them Although you can check it out On the free Odyssey app We'll go back and listen to it Cowboys minus one and a half And the Giants money line for fleegs. That is the three-teamer You win that You get 20 points you be off to a good start Alright I am up next here I'm going to go four-teamer Right out of the gate and one will be the same pick as Fleeks. We talked about it with the Cowboys. I just, now I know I like the Cowboys more than most. I can't see them losing this game. Minnesota deserves more respect than to be a a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home at 8-and-1. Dallas, I think, is the better team. I think they get a win here. Now, the one-and-a-half is tricky to me. I really should be staying away from that wacky line. Maybe the Cowboys win, but they win by a point, point. I end up getting screwed there. But either way, I'm going to take Dallas. I'm with Fleeks. Checker on checker there. For the first leg of the parlay. Game I really love this week. Chicago Bears. At some point. The Bears are actually going to win some of these football games. With Justin Fields being unstoppable. Why not against the Atlanta Falcons. Where Falcons have been good. You know a team with really no talent. They were a well coached team. Similar to what the Giants have done. But obviously the Giants have done it much more successfully. Where the Falcons play. They run the football. Ball control. Try not to beat themselves. Although they continually do in recent weeks. Anyway. They're okay, and I know that they're home. The Bears and Justin Fields can get to an explosive level that the Atlanta Falcons cannot get to. Plus, I'm getting three points? Oh, come on. And that's, I'm going with the Superbook sports odds right here. I saw it at three and a half in certain places. It is three right now. I think the Bears win that game outright. Give me the Bears, leg number two. So you get the Cowboys minus one and a half, Bears plus three. The fourth game that I threw in, obviously I'm going to save the local for last. The fourth game I threw in was the Colts. And now I'm a sucker for Matt Ryan and the Colts. If this were not Matt Ryan, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Colts. At home, getting seven points. I know it's the Eagles and the Eagles off a loss and the Eagles off of, uh, you know, extra, you know, rest, whatever it may be. I I like the Colts here to at least keep this game close where you're talking about, oh, wait, the Eagles played Monday night, right? Yeah, so right. Short rest is what I meant to say there. Short rest for the Eagles off of the loss Monday night, their first loss of the year. Colts, though, plus seven at home. I like them to at least keep the game close. Now, Jeff Saturday, who the hell knows? I know they won and they beat McDaniels and the uh, and the Raiders last week, but I look at the Colts with Matt Ryan as a totally different team than when Matt Ryan was benched. They can move the football. Ryan is a man now who's got a new, you know, is a second chance here. And whether they win the game or not, that's going to be a tall task against the Eagles coming off that loss. But seven points at home. Give me the Colts to keep that game close. I know that's not a great, you know, the Colts, not a very good team. Eagles, I also don't think the Eagles are as good as everybody thinks. All of that loss to the commanders, let's see what happens here. But the Colts, you're going to learn about where they're going to go with Saturday and with Matt Ryan back under center. You'll learn about them this week. I'm going to bet that they at least keep it close and cover that seven. And then this final pick. This hurts me. Now, I'm forced to pick one of these New York games by these rules that I created. I don't love the Giants this week, but I'm not picking against them. I do want the Jets to win. I just can't. I don't feel it deep down in my heart, in my gut, that the Jets are there yet. And getting there, having Salah, Out-duel Bill Belichick. Having Zach Wilson play mistake-free football. I don't, they're not there. I want to believe it. I want to see it. I hope it happens. My gut's telling me it's not going to happen. I think New England gets the win. So I'm going to go Pat's money line in this game. Bears plus three. Dallas minus one and a half in Minnesota. Colts at home against the Eagles plus seven. And the Patriots uh, at home to unfortunately beat the Jets. What do you got for us, Marco?
5: Well, you went with one with Fleagues. I'm going to go with one with you. I'm going to piggyback. Give me the Colts as well with a plus seven. I like that. Whoa. Look, I think the Eagles, look, I- I've been saying as good as they are, they're not as dominant as they showed in the first few weeks of the season. I think they're the recipe that the commander showed a little bit, though, they're weak against the run, and you saw what Philly did in the last couple of days. Linval Joseph and Dominick Sue, they realize they need to be a little bit better up front. I think the Colts have found their running game. Jeff Saturday is part of it, but I think it's more Matt Ryan going back there, kind of giving them a little bit of stability. Go back to Jonathan Taylor, run the football. Right. I think the Eagles showed that they're a little bit weak in that regard. Now, do they lose the game on the road? Probably not, but I do like the Colts to keep it close, and I do like them to put up some points. So give me the Colts plus the seven. The other team that I like, it's a weird game. I don't love the line, but I'm going to take it anyway just simply because I feel like the Bills are here for a bounce back. I don't like the fact that they have to give up their home game and go to Detroit, but I like it better than playing in six feet of snow. Who the hell is going to do that? Seven and a half is a lot of points. I realize the Browns have a good run game, but I think Buffalo in back-to-back losses with the Jets, mm-hmm. the last one with the Vikings, and just in heartbreaking just fashion that you can't possibly lose football games like that. I feel like they're ready for a bounce back. I think Josh Allen has played two of probably the worst games of his, at least the last couple of seasons, never mind his career. I feel like the Bills are going to be primed for one of those games where they jump out early. The Browns can't run the football. They're going to have to throw it. Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson was there all week. They've been talking about that as opposed to getting Jacoby Brissett ready to play this game. I like the Bills in a bounce back. Seven and a half is a lot. Give me the points there. The last one... So you're doing three-teamer? I'm doing the three. Uh, you
1: and Fleegs both three. I went you're four, doing four out of the game. Yeah.
5: I would lo- uh, look, I would love to take the Jets in this spot. I can't. I, I just can't do it. I don't want to pick the Giants. As a Giant fan, I feel like we're all kind of screwing them in this spot, but I don't care. You got to give me a pick on this one. Give me the Giants on the money line. All just right. the fact that they're not going to cough it up. This is a tough spot for them. This is two weeks in a row where they come into the game where everyone expects them to win. The Lions' run defense is awful. I think you're going to see a little bit more of Brita as opposed to all Barkley in this one because I think the Giants know they have another big game in a few days. But I don't think Brian Dable is dumb enough to say, i got to put my eggs in the basket of winning in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Let's get to 8-2 and figure it out from there. So the Giants pull out all the stops. They eke out a win. It'll be ugly like most of the games this season. Give me the Giants on the money.
1: Yeah, I like, I mean, that would have been the the second choice for me. I mean, they have to win this game. And I think Dable's done enough to where you can trust them. And I know both you and Fleegs picked the Giants. I just, I mean, Belichick, I have to go with him until proven otherwise. And I hope maybe, I mean, not that I'm rooting against the parlay, but I hope that the Jets prove otherwise at some point. Maybe it comes Sunday. I just don't see it. All right, so there you have it. The perfect parlay tournament. So that means Fleegs and Marco could get a total of thirty points. I can, or excuse me, twenty points each. I could get forty if I hit the four teamer. For me, it was the Bears plus three, Cowboys minus one and a half, Colts plus seven, and the Patriots to win. Marco's got the Colts plus seven, the Bills minus seven and a half, and the Giants just to win. And Fleegs has the Steelers plus four, Cowboys minus one and a half, and the Giants just to win. First edition here. Let's see how it works.